You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Let's make money. How do you like that for an introduction into the newest thing that Sick Biz Inc. has accomplished? Yes, that's right. I'm talking about the launch of their eight module business coaching course, appropriately titled Sick Biz Module Course. That's so creative. And of course, we're talking about everything I've ever learned about being in business that led me from beginning financially from less than zero to where I am today. I'm not going to get out there and flaunt a private jet or drive around in a Rolls Royce. I, I don't have those things and anything else. But I am going to tell you that what I want to share with you through these courses is going to change your life so you can make a living working remotely. And isn't that the whole point? I'm sharing all the resources you can use to your advantage to earn those living wage positions, sharing methodologies for networking, how to identify if you're working in a passion business. And one of my favorite tactics, actually there are several tactics, are the closing strategies that I use to get money in the door today. That's the difference between you wondering, are we going to eat this week? Is the mortgage or the rent going to be paid? And getting money in the door today, alleviating your worry, alleviating concern. I'm not centering on money from a materialistic standpoint, but I can tell you that being able to afford better treatments, not being worried about your finances, definitely has a positive impact on your health. For more information on these courses, please send me an email to sickbizco at gmail.com and we'll get you hooked up. My guest today struck out on a journey to make a difference in the changing landscape of medical insurance. Daniel Lynch is passionate about advocating for the rights of patients and redefining the role of medical building, billing rather, in the healthcare world. He's passionate about leveraging technology to help streamline processes and create innovative solutions to take on the financial complexities surrounding healthcare. And he does this each day for patients and medical professionals alike of all backgrounds. Daniel takes pride in helping every patient he can and working to solve those financial complexities we talked about that involve being sick in a broken healthcare system. I know you can relate to what he is going to share with you today. And he can relate to our special community as well because his family has shared their experiences of being chronically ill with them, and that left its mark. Daniel is looking forward to redefining the role of medical billing and helping to bring down the skyrocketing cost of medicine in our country. Please welcome Mr. Healthcare Innovation, Daniel Lynch. Thanks for having me. I'm old. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. I didn't even know that you're like a superhero. <laughs> well, yeah, I like I like more like Robin Hood, you know what I'm saying, to, to help those who need it the most. So I love it. I love it. You are. You are Robin Hood. So let's get familiar with what you're doing because really when I learned about you, I, I have to say I was shocked. I had no idea that there was even any sort of answer or option in the healthcare world. So Tell me what you're doing and, and tell me how, I don't know if you stumbled upon it, 
<laughs> but, but how you got your motivation? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm just gonna do give a little background, a little bit more about myself. But, um, you know, I, I grew up just like so many of us with humble beginnings and a family who loved each other. But the reality is, when chronic illness, mental illness, um, and other things happen in life, you know, it just you you get put into a situation, right? And so, from a young age, I always wanted to start my own business. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. But most of all, I always wanted to find a way to help those who, you know, weren't there to help me. You know, when I was in those stomach sinking situations where you just want to curl in a ball and just throw your head against the wall, right? Like and be there to help people like that, right? And so um, I went to school for structural engineering and I realized I'm a problem solver, but I was not a fan of uh, the nine to five corporate life, Um, much more of an innovator. And um, long story short, I eventually found myself focusing on digital marketing um, sales and leveraging my engineering background to manipulate the algorithms of SEO and online with social media. And I uh, partnered with a guy who had 20 years of experience in medical billing and we started Medical Bill Gurus. And basically the spark behind it is I want to provide a solution to help people understand the financial complexities, right? So long yeah. ago, there was once upon a time where you paid $25 for a copay to go to the hospital, right? Well, yes. that time is no longer there. So the reality is, is that patients have no idea what can or can't be covered. And they're finding that when chronic illness strikes, such as a tick bite from a mom in Danbury, Connecticut, who was at her kid's soccer practice, their world starts circling the drain, it feels like. And not just circling the drain um, physically and, and, and mentally and emotionally, like all chronic illness does, but financially. And so, um, you know, medical bill gurus, our goal here is to help medical professionals and patients navigate a broken healthcare system and find non-traditional maybe revenue models or ways of building things out to insurance that can help us, you know, identify. So if a patient does go to, let's say a cash based medical provider or a concierge medical provider, how can they actually build that out to the insurance? This is a groundbreaking system. This is a groundbreaking company, isn't it? Yes. You have Uh, no competitors right now. Yes. I mean, my partner is the only, I mean, my partner's been doing this for 20 years and so we partnered together. And so we really just were the only ones who really navigate the system. And I mean, there's just so many different avenues and, and, and channels to look at with international, domestic, um, people who go to alternative integrated providers, people who go to regular doctors, people who go to a functional medicine doctor that is, um, you know, cash based. I mean, so many different scenarios occurring that we said, let's focus on the non-traditional versus the traditional. And that's where we are today. Talk to me about the difference in that. So let's really break it down for the layperson. Non-traditional versus traditional. Are you looking at alternative therapies or what, what, what are the crux of your services? If you could drill down into your services and what you're providing. Yeah. So, so basically, we help with patient advocacy and helping you know, with traditional medical bills to some extent. But about 80, 90% of my business is patients who have decided to pursue treatment at providers that are non-participating and have opted out of Medicare and believe that the patient deserves more than 15 minutes to diagnose them or treat them. So a lot of these providers um, have different modalities that instead of maybe just prescribing a pill and and kind of sending you on your way, they focus more on nutritional IV therapy, lab testing to um, look at your toxicities in your bloodstream, in your brain. I, I actually have a doctor that I work with and I'll, I'll mention him, but his name is Dr. Uh, Spinagle, a Spinagle Wellness Institute. And, you know, I use him as an example because every week when a patient goes to his clinic, they do lab testing every week on the IVs, right? Wow. And so literally this crazy level of 
you know, complexity of the lab testing to know what your myotoxins are, your heavy metals, your genetics, um, you know, all these different things, and then actually design treatment protocols around them using uh, IV therapy, like I mentioned, glutathione, phosphocholine, stem cells, exosomes, um, you know, hyperbaric chamber, hyperthermia, ozone. I mean, the list goes on and on. If we jump over to the cancer world, insulin potentiation therapy is one that's big, low-dose immunotherapy. Even get this, doesn't it make sense that if you're going to do chemotherapy, maybe you should have a chemosensitivity test so you know which chemotherapy works best for your genetic markers? Oh, my God. Yes, that's freaking brilliant. Otherwise, we've got people that are reacting to the chemo. They're getting sicker. And in some cases, and tell me if this is true, people are dying from the chemotherapy. Well, so here's the deal. I'm not a doctor by any means, so I don't want to you know, act like a medical professional. But the reality here is, is that you know, I, I talk with a lot of doctors and a lot, I think a lot of people would say is that, you know, the chemotherapy does kill a lot of the healthy tissues in your bodies as well. That's why you feel so toxic yeah. and it does have its place. But the reality is, is that if a patient's immune system doesn't, you know, activate again and start fighting for itself, you're just going to keep, you know, pushing that person down a road that they don't want to go down, you know? Um, and so, you know, when you're in the, you know, stage two, stage three, you know, a lot of patients look at the clinics that I work with and say, well, instead of going to the next heavy round of radiation and chemotherapy, um, what if I tried hyperthermia? What if I tried insulin potentiation therapy? What if we shifted a focus to our diet and stopped mm-hmm. having sugar mm-hmm. and went to a completely all vegan plant-based diet when you had cancer? These are the, this is the different modalities, the different approach to medicine that is the world I live in of living in a toxic world. You don't know how toxic it is or how sick you are until it hits the fan and you have, you know, you, you, your immune system, you have mast cell activation, you have, you know, you activate an immune system, you get Lyme disease, you create cancer, you know? So, um, you know, all these different treatments and modalities I visit just really opened my eyes last couple of years. And so what I basically do full time now is I spend about 60, 80% of the time on the road visiting clinics um, and actually visiting patients' conferences and getting in the trenches of those IV chairs and talking to patients face-to-face when they're in the fight of their life. And I love every day, every second of every day of what I do. And so I'm actually... Uh, I have a flight in four hours. I'm getting ready to go on a three-week trip in four hours, so I'm really excited. So you're catching me right before I get to go see, do what I do best and, and live the, the life I've always dreamt of to help people. So That's amazing. You definitely are the modern-day Robin Hood, but, I mean, it, it's so much more than that. You're uncovering that the healthcare system that we had years before, decades before, and I'm sure you can remember this. I remember being a little girl. And going for like my yearly physical, I was I had to go to the yearly physical, and then it would be like we'd be up at the cashier or whatever, be like, okay, that's twenty five dollars. Thank you, great, whatever. And you went on your way, and everybody had healthcare at that time. And but you know what? I it sounds like that was the system that worked because we didn't have such an onslaught of sick people. And I don't know if this is true or not, but it feels like doctors have gotten greedier or some sort of like alternate portal into a different universe opened up and like the villain started coming out. But I, uh, but I also believe that people are sicker. I think there's a higher percentage of sickness now. And in fact, we do know that. We know that 60% of people, according to the CDC, I think this is 2016 data, um, have more than one chronic health condition. And it supports everything you're saying from your environment, the metals in your blood, the food that we eat, the preservatives alone, all of these things. 
it's it's you know I, I mean they cut you off but I mean I there's one doctor I'll go back to Dr. Spinagle he's a mad scientist I'm actually doing some treatment <laughs> for him right now but um you know he believes that a majority of all of the conditions and health issues that we have in our society are based on toxins that we either inherited from our parents mm. uh, industrial toxins petrochemical toxins but most of all you know what all of us probably have to some extent ex- extent you know it does based on your genetics but is mold toxicity. And that Mm. mold can, I mean, I didn't realize I had mold issues until I started treating with him. Um, But I did some IVs with him and I was like, wow, I really felt the difference. You know, when you stay in a really shitty hotel room or, you know, you take a flight, maybe the jet lag isn't the jet lag. What if it's the air quality and the toxins getting into your body, causing your body to react a certain way, right? And if you're in that state long enough, it eventually leads to cancer, you know, or other chronic Mm. autoimmune. You know, and um, I'm always the one that has to sit by the puking baby. I'm sure they're like, okay, puking baby. And then Mrs. Jastrom, you're right there. (laughs) So I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. But it sounds like it's not only fighting to have these different modalities uh, paid for by insurance companies. It's understanding how to fight this. This is a huge animal that you're fighting. It's yeah. understanding how to fight it, how not to fight it. It's understanding what is encompassed in this huge animal. So if I'm hearing you right, there are doctors out there that are opting out of the network because they don't agree with the short 15-minute consultation and stick the patient with the bill. They're actually in medicine to make a difference. They're in medicine well, to advance the innovation, but yeah. th- that's not being supported by this broad brush stroke of what insurance will cover. Well, so, so let, me, let me take a step back here. Now, I, I want to kind of touch on the revenue model of the current healthcare system, okay, is that the reason our healthcare system is so broken is not because doctors are greedy, okay? Mm-hmm. The average doctor has a significant amount of overhead. Then with the med school, the opportunity cost of, um, of you know, spending, you know, 10 years in school, 15 years in school, um, you know, malpractice, et cetera, right? There's a certain cost of what they deserve, right? Yes. And so the issue, though, is that the insurance companies over time have dwindling reimbursements. And there's more middlemen in healthcare. So if you look at healthcare from the time of the phone books in the 90s till now, you know, it's a, it's a higher lead acquisition cost, right? Um, yes. To get a patient in the door. Uh, there's more, more middlemen with, you know, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, with the medical equipment companies, with, with everything, right? And so when, when we have to start going down that path, the reality is, is that these providers are being suffocated financially. You know, the idea of a Medicare for all system would absolutely decimate our healthcare system because they have the absolute worst reimbursement rates, right? And so what's happening is that, you know, a lot of providers are being forced that if they want to treat things a certain way, they don't, they, they want to have free reign with their patient. They want the best outcome. But the reality is, is if they can only, if they're only going to get reimbursed for 15 minutes and they're only going to make a certain amount of money and then they want to do all these IVs that the insurance is going to reimburse for. The other day, the, the, the reality here, and, I, and I'm an empathetic person, is healthcare has to make sense from a business perspective. Cash flow has to make sense. And so one of the things I'm passionate about with, 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 you know, with helping patients is and helping them to afford to go to these out-of-network providers. But the reality is, from a cash flow perspective, patients can, you know, are the ones who get stuck with the bill, but they also get a certain level of treatment that they're not getting anywhere else. 
So like, you know, I work with clinics such as like, let's say Spinagle, again, I just, I go to that clinic a lot, so I know his protocols, but he actually does a PET scan review of every patient's brain. And if they have Parkinson's, multiple cirrhosis, or they have anything like that, what they basically try to do is say, okay, what, maybe we need to detox this part of your brain. Maybe we need to do this. Uh, maybe you were paralyzed because you had this toxicity that you didn't realize you had, okay? Mm -hmm. And so it's a different perspective of saying it's just multiple cirrhosis. What if it's you had all these myotoxicities and bacterial infections or viruses or Epstein-Barr virus that you didn't know you even had or most of all even mold, and that's what causing the issues. But patient providers, going back to them, they can't go to that level of extent because at the end of the day, the patient's not paying the bill the, the insurance company is. And so when the insurance company has dwindling reimbursements, and the, pay, and the worst part about it is the patient is still having a higher deductible and a higher mm -hmm. premium. Mm -hmm. So the money is getting stuck in the middle somewhere, not getting to the provider, the patient's getting less treatment, and then no one's winning, right? And so the future of medicine, unfortunately, is either going to be more competition with state lines coming down with regulations, or just the future is honestly, and I hate saying this, it's a rich man's game to be sick in America, and only the people who can afford the thousands of dollars in IVs and treatments are the ones who are going to get access to some of the treatments that they're looking for. You know, because the best doctors, you look at the best ACL surgery for a celebrity, they're not going to take insurance. They're going to take the cash price from a celebrity because they can pay that, right? Unfortunately, that also trickle, trickles down to the soccer mom in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut, that got bit by a tick for a kid's soccer game. Right. You know, and, and that's just the reality. And it sucks because, you know, if you have the money, it's one thing. But then if you look at the average person who has Lyme disease in America, they're an average person just like me and you, and they do not have the money before those treatments. No, it's, um, but you know what? That is one of the ways that you're going to start getting better. That's also why, you know, I started Sick Biz to help people from a business perspective make a living wage. But what I discovered as I went along is that you can make this living wage and you can determine your income and then in turn, you can invest greatly in your healthcare. It's through investing greatly in my healthcare that I started getting better. There's no way in the world that if I had not uh, pursued alternative therapy, like you're talking about, oxygen therapy, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, when you zap yourself, there's a word for it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That the tens unit. Um, yeah. Yeah. That you know the PMF therapy where they're uh, detoxing lymphatic buildup and things of that nature and uh, sparking your nervous system again. All of those things. If you're not able, oh, and I did food sensitivity tests, uh, weekly massage, and adjustment. And if you're not able to um, invest, and that's really what it is, it's an investment into your health. If you're not able to do that, unfortunately, you're not going to get better because where the treatment is also going is alternative as we have a greater understanding of people's bodies, of their individual genetics like you talked about. Of, of how you would receive a chemical versus somebody else of their exposure in the environment of their diet and et cetera. And that is where medicine is going to feel better. So you are the middleman is how I see you between kind of straddling the two worlds of the patient and the doctor, but, but also helping this to move forward so that you don't need to be Mr. Rich billion dollar basketball player to afford your treatment. Now, I look at Magic Johnson. He has no discernible evidence 
of HIV or AIDS in his blood. And so we know from him alone that HIV, AIDS can be, I don't want to say cured, definitely, but it can be moved into a dormant state where it's undetectable. So we know that is the case, but you're pushing so that is not the case. And at the same time, encouraging people to move forward with medical innovation. So it's not just like, well, you know, you're feeling this way. We have been taught in Western society to trust our doctors yeah. without, without even questioning them. Our doctor says this, well, they went to school for X amount of years. They're, they're an expert in this. Uh, and we have also been taught you're not an expert in your own body. So yeah. I think we'll see that shift coming well, around. Well, I think what it is too, the reality here is that a lot of us have had an awakening, right? We look at the opioid yeah. crisis that was fueled, was fueled by greed. We look at Monsanto mm-hmm. with the food supply and you know GMO ingredients and all these toxic things we put into our body that it's no wonder we get cancer. And it's no one, it's not, how, why is that a surprise anymore in society yeah. that yeah. when you put all these toxic things in your body, there's a chemical reaction internally biologically, right? Yes. And so, um, you know, and we look at Netflix as a powering thing, but I would go as far to say is that, you know, AIDS and HIV is, is super treatable, but you know what's, on, you know, m- remember the way that the society looked at HIV and AIDS and how it was kept under the underground and you were kind of almost ashamed? That's yes. been Lyme disease since the 70s, right? And so when I meet with people who've had Lyme disease, they've been shunned by their communities. They've been told they're crazy. They've been told that it's all in their head and that their conventional doctor who spent 10 minutes with them knows more than about their body than anything. Um, you know, and it, we've been programmed to think that, but the reality is, is that you start looking at, you know, wow, we're not, we should have been given opioids, right? We should have been doing things like, well, your doctor gave it to you. You follow doctor's orders, right? And so yes. each of us fall in line or we hear a story where we start to question things about, well, you know, should you have gotten that medicine? I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a personal story. I had a knee surgery. They put me on fentanyl for my knee surgery, man. And that was oh. pretty intense. And, you know, and I'm like over here, I'm like, well, I just, I didn't, I, I honestly, I was 24. I didn't even know what that was. I thought it was better than Oxycontin and I was doing myself a favor <laughs> and man, it was rough, you know? And so, you know, the other thing, the other caveat I'd say, so I actually, I'm a part owner in a chiropractic massage business in Denver, Colorado. It's where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a huge believer in cannabis and CBD for healing as well. So we were one of the first CBD massage businesses in Denver. We had the first green cross on the block, as I like to say. And I'm a big That's believer. Awesome. I, try, I try to do uh, I try, I do weekly chiropractic, weekly massage, and then I try to do a sensory deprivation tank as much as I can. I have one. Oh, yeah. what does that do for you? Yeah, so it's, it's a really interesting experience. So I, I, like I mentioned before, I travel a lot. I hit about... 60 flights in the last couple months. So I'm all over. I'm a jet setter. Holy crap. Um, you know, and, and, <laughs> and when you're, when you're operating in that level as an entrepreneur and a business owner, I have, I have three businesses. And so when you're operating that level of, you know, intensity and discipline, burnout is a reality. And even if you think you can avoid burnout, then you just have, you just haven't experienced it yet because you can't avoid it. And so I personally found myself in a situation where I started floating every day for meditation and um, it's, it's just crazy. And so, you know, it helped me with my burnout a lot. And what I do is I create playlists of when I travel about experiences and emotions and, you know, living the journey of the human experience. And I meditate to those playlists in the float tank with the music through the water. And wow. so what you do is you close off this pod, there's no light and the water is dense with the salt. So you float on the, rim, the surface of the water because it creates a buoyant force because of all the, the salt being so dense. Um, and what, what ends up happening 
is that you actually kind of go into this state where you kind of panic a little bit at first, where mm. you feel your heart racing and you hear your heart pumping. And all of a sudden you kind of are able to disconnect. And when you disconnect, your hormone levels kind of spike and then they go down. It feels like, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't have, that's just my way I would describe it. But you're like your cortisol level regulates, you know, you feel really good because it also helps you detox with all the Epsom salts. It draws inflammation on your body with Epsom salts. I mean, just like if you have any joint injury and you do Epsom salts, it's amazing the, the benefits you get from that, right? Yes. And so what, what I found was I, when I did that, I just felt a lot better. And then I paired it with a lot of CBD, massage, chiropractic, um, I, I work out every day. I try to do. Uh, I try to do vegan green smoothies. My wife is 100% vegan, plant based, and I try to fall in line with that as much as I can to be more plant based than anything else. Um, you know, and so you know, doing all those things really changed my life in the last six months. Um, because I'll tell you what, you know, we talk about ch changes in society and just trends. You know, I I feel paranoid. I'm looking at right now in my basement at this ridiculously overpriced air purifier I got at the request of Dr. Spinagle because I'm paranoid about mold now because I realize I'm susceptible to it. And all it takes is one big exposure and I could trigger, you know, a, a, something in my body that I don't want to happen. I see it every day and I hear these horror stories. And so I, you know, I have this approach and mindset before I get chronically ill and get into a situation where I have brain fog and neuro, my brain is compromised or I can't, you know, fend for myself. I need to take care of myself. I need to, you know, focus on mind, body, and soul, get my chakras in alignment. And, and that's what a lot of these therapies and clinics do. And just going there so much, I've been kind of, you know, not, I wouldn't use brainwashed, but I feel like I took the red pill versus the blue pill yeah. um, and, and taking accountability for my health and not, you know, waiting for my annual checkup to tell me it's okay. I can wait another 10 years before I get cancer, you know, so... It's true. And I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, we're looking at women in their 40s right now, where breast cancer, for example, seems to be almost a rite of passage. Um, there's, I, I'm sure that anybody listening to this right now can just tick off off the top of their head, oh, so-and-so had breast cancer, so-and-so had breast cancer. It runs in the family or whatever. Or, um, you know, maybe uh, my grandpa had prostate cancer or something like that, or my friend had colon cancer. I mean, we're seeing the rise of these cancers, and I think you hit upon something really intriguing, which is why are we surprised? So it, the, the shift is turning more into proactivity. Yes, and, and get your butt into a doctor who is examining all sorts of modalities. So it doesn't just have to be, you know, and I, and I think it's never like one or the other. I don't think it's like, well, only go this way and never listen to Western medicine. I think it's does this make sense for me based on the customization of my health, the blood tests that have been run, the other tests that have been run, et cetera, and, and my genetics, right? And my food sensitivities and all of those things, what my exposures are. Does it make sense to me over here in this box, whether it's Western or alternative medicine, it's kind of like religion. The truth can be found among all of it. And then pushing forward into more proactive status even. So I think that's what's, uh, I think that's something that is missing, but I also think this is going to be the shift moving well, forward. Well, wait, let me, let me put it this way too for you. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business guy. I'm an engineer, right? I love looking at big picture. I like looking at strategy and the realities that we have to look at is that we're getting ready to go into the next industrial revolution when that recession comes there's probably going to be civil disrupt of how many jobs are taken over by technology. But mm -hmm. most of all, what we're going to realize is that when the backbone of corporate America and the nine to five industrialization of our country 
uh, kind of crumbles to some extent because we've got all these college degrees that don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. We have people who mm-hmm. have all these different skills, but most of all, they, they're humans. They still deserve the right to universal health care and everything, but Medicare for all is not the answer. You know what's interesting from a business perspective, though, is if you take all that into consideration, is that when one of those people gets cancer, it costs them a million dollars to treat them with chemotherapy mm-hmm. and maybe $40,000 to treat them alternatively, right? And so, so, okay, so I got to jump in because I have a question for you. Isn't there another way where we, and I get what you're saying because I understand business, I understand capitalism, the economy and all that stuff and everything that's shifted and changed, but it doesn't seem right that everybody is not, doesn't have healthcare available to them. Well, you know, and and it's, it's unfortunate, right? And I'm an empathetic person. I mean, I personally try to, I personally pay for my health insurance with my, my company but I know even between when I was between my engineering jobs and now it was, I couldn't even get a good policy. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a broken system. Right. And, and, yeah. and unfortunately, and I, I'm empathetic. My dad's dead. All right. And so I relate to every single person listening to this of what it's like to have to have someone go to the ER countless times and try and try and try and to fail and go visit the grave with your nephew. Right. I get that. Right. But the oh, reality I'm here sorry. is that we live in a capitalistic society that's consumer centric. Right. And yes. so just like when people complain about things, right? Like they complain about Amazon taking over the market, we'll stop buying from Amazon, right? Right, um, right. That's not going to happen, right? That's just because they have market share where we like conveniences as Americans. So the reality with healthcare is that we have to find a way to bring down the cost to make treatments more affordable. And what, what we really need, okay, is we need a way for people to have access to treatments and good insurance without actually having to work through an employer, in my opinion, right? So the idea here is, is that if you can afford $100,000 in treatment because you cash in your 401k, right? Yeah. It's so much bullshit. It pisses me off so much that you have to go, I'm not going to drop an F-bomb, but it gets me one of, you know, an F in, an F in employer. That's what messes up our healthcare system, okay? Is that there's too many large interests that band together. So you have Fortune 500 companies who go to the only five insurance companies known to man that really pay anything, right? And they all kind of, oh, oh you have 5,000 employees, you get a better deal, right? Well, what, yeah. what would it be like if, why, why do group plans a thing? What if it was just a free market, just like economic theory should promote, right? And so when people get upset about this and that and everything should be covered, it's, it's, it, there's so many issues that go into this that it's, it's just almost insurmountable, right? But in my opinion is if you had an open market with no state lines, we acted as one country undivided and said, you know what? Let's let Amazon create a health insurance company. Let's let, uh, let's let you know, um, Microsoft, let's let Facebook, right? And let more innovation to occur. And guess what? Maybe Amazon finds a way to use AI and machine learning and algorithm to help provide better treatment solutions, pair with the right providers with the best, best outcomes. And instead of it trying to be spend as little as possible, it turns into a invest as more as possible with your person. And then it's included with your Amazon Prime membership because they already have millions of people that they can do that with, right? Oh um, my God. Would you just create that right now? I mean, <laughs> seriously, somebody's going to be listening and going, okay, we got to lock down that idea. Let's well, you know, I mean, I mean <laughs> so, so where I come into that is I believe that the, the entire healthcare system is broken from top to bottom, right? And everybody likes to put blame that patients don't pay enough, they're, and the patients are saying, well, the providers you know, aren't giving good treatments, and they're not getting paid enough by the insurance, the insurance companies are greedy. But you know what the financial glue that ties it all together? It's medical billing, and no one talks about medical billing. And, and since the advent, and there's so much advances in technology, but you know, I even look at the billing software that I use with my employees, and it's outdated, and it just pisses me off that this is what oh. the norm is. 
Yes. And you know what else? I'm telling you what. You know what else is outdated? It's like the crones that answer the phones in medical billing. When you're explaining, I paid this. Do you not have a record of that? Well, let me get into this. Well, this is antiquated. Well, your records don't match my records. And and this whole thing is a full-time job. And and so that's where you come in. So I want to we we have talked so much about what's broken and what's wrong. Let's hear some success stories. Yeah. I know you're privy to those. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, there's nothing more emotional for me than to um, sit down in an IV chair. It was actually one of my clinics in Florida and sit down to someone I talked on the phone a couple of times and basically who uh, she had Lyme and mold and she went to a clinic that was, you know, she spent a lot of money and she basically told me, she said, Daniel, you know, if it wasn't for you and medical bill gurus getting me money back from insurance, I was just going to give up. I was just going to throw in the towel, you know, kind of making an implication of suicide, which for anybody listening to this, suicide is one of the top ways that people, you know, are impacted with Lyme disease because it's so, they just feel helpless, right? And so, yeah. like, when I hear people say that, it hits home for me, you know? And so, my, my family had mental illness. And, and so, I remember this one patient I sat down with, and she just looked down, and she started bawling, you know? And so, it's just so amazing that she got better, she got the right treatment, and the most of all, we got her money back, so she wasn't financially ruined on top of that. Well, um, it, it's, it's incredible to learn, too, and you're seeing this firsthand that people can actually get better it, in, yes. ca- in cases where they feel so hopeless or um, I hear people say, I got sick, but I never expected I would never get better. And it's wrapping your mind around that, that you're changed forever. Then learning, wow, that doesn't have to be the case. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so I mean, I mean and, and it, it all comes down to finding the right doctor. And so you now I work with these doctors who are doing, you know, like Dr. Spinagle, these crazy levels of lab testing you know, as we break through the biofilm and, you know, you detox and get those, you know, you know, all those toxins out of your body, you actually become a different person. And if you, you know, look at, I'm working on mold issues and I have what's called mucin on my face and that's a direct sign of toxicity in my body, the doctor was saying. And so, you know, it's one of those things that when you start actually addressing it, you know, and finding the right resources, it's quite the game changer, right? Yeah. Um, the other okay. thing I'll say, the other thing I'll, I'll say for you, um, you know, of success stories is we've helped people negotiate medical bills down, find things were underpaid and, you know, help people, you know, get back, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 off that bill, et cetera. Um, but you know, my biggest thing, my biggest victory is going around and actually creating awareness for people. And that's the thing I pride myself on the most is that I travel around the country. I've been in the same room as, you know, senators and people in politics and, um, you know, basically being able to take that story of a soccer mom in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut, that no one will remember the name and bring it to a wider scale that, you know, I, I like to give people hope, right? Yeah. And so I have a lot of people who are in a situation where I honestly can't help them. And the one thing I tell every single one of them is that I won't forget your story. I may forget your name to some extent because I talk to a lot of people, but I won't forget your story. And I will share your story with everybody who's willing to listen. And as I've grown this platform over the last couple of years, it's turned into thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that everywhere I travel around the country now, I have people I meet with, I meet with different clinics, I, I find different ways to innovate. And I remember those stories of what it's like, because you know what that person did lose. And if we don't have a way to help them win, then they're, they're, they're not going to have a good path. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, the other thing I like to do, that's always a fun thing for me personally, is I have a lot of people who call me that are, um, you know, let's say not in the best mental health spot with like Lyme disease. And so I, I've in a couple of cancer patients that are in younger. And so I would go get a Mustang convertible 
fly mm-hmm. out to them when I was visiting a clinic and I would hit 130 on the highway and you said I was like, you, you thought cancer was gonna kill you? And just having those people <laughs> laugh and reminding them that, you know, sometimes, you know, you just you know, it's it's tough, man. I mean, you can you imagine being told you have stage three, stage four cancer? You forget to laugh sometimes. Of you course know? you do. Of course you do, because your whole life centers around your yeah. eventual demise, which is coming a lot sooner than you thought. Yeah. And so, you know, so the way that I look at this business is that, yes, you know, Medical Bookeries is a medical billing company, but it's really more of a, a business that's built on empathy and helping people have hope. And I think that as long as you have hope, even if the outcome isn't always the best sometimes, you at least help people in ways that they didn't think they had help to begin with, you know? And so, um, you know, I really take passion in trying to help everyone and and it just, I'm just really sad about how broken the system is, but hopefully as we innovate and we can find ways to get new things on the market for patients and find ways to make it more affordable, then everybody wins in the long run. Well, and I think you're reconditioning the mindset of the general public as well as you go and saying that, hey, this is what we're dealing with. This is why the broad brush solution is not going to work for us, but this is what will work. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to adapt and change and, and moving out of the antiquated system. So I, I believe you're doing two things. You're offering hope. You're sharing stories. You're operating uh, an empathetic business. But you're also helping to usher in inevitable change in how we take care of ourselves. No more will it be just the doctor's going to give you a pill and you're going to, without any type of questioning, take it. Now it's going to be, this is one aspect of potentially reducing symptoms or whatever, but what else is that pill creating? You yeah. know, what are, what are the contraindications, rather? And, and so I think you're doing a number of things. I'm so glad that we had you on the show today, and yeah. um, you shared your story, and you're tremendously inspiring, and... Um, We've got a lot of listeners, I'm sure, that are just going to be floored that there's even a a company out there like yours. So where can they get in touch with you? So my business is called Medical Bill Gurus. Our website is Mm -hmm. www.medicalbillgurus.com. We're also on social media. Um, So I travel a lot, so I'm big on Instagram. Um, So my Instagram is at Ambitious Lynch. Okay. and then our Medical Bill Gurus Instagram is at Medical Bill Gurus. Um, and then I'm also big on Twitter. So at Ambitious Lynch on Twitter, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You've also married your love and uh, expertise of marketing into your business as well. I can tell. <laughs> yep, yep. Technology is the future. So we got we to gotta innovate where we can. So 100%. Well, again, a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, it was great chat with you and uh, we'll take it from there. Look forward to helping anybody if they have any questions on healthcare, alternative treatments, or insurance billing. Absolutely. Crusading never goes out of style. And in fact, it is needed in our country more than ever. When you look at people who have no choice but to be sick every single day, when you look at the skyrocketing cost of insulin, for example, it's inexcusable. I read something on my daughter's wall that she shared that Insulin is not optional. It is the difference between living and dying. And there is no reason that we should have to come down to such grave decisions in our lifetime or conditions that can't be helped. And there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to explore alternative medicines and have those covered as well. That is why I am so thankful for Daniel Lynch. I'm so thankful for his message. 
and for taking the time out today to share what he has learned and what he is striving to do, what he continues to do, and what he will do on Sick Biz Buzz. You heard him to get in touch with Daniel. We'll just give you one way here, but we'll list all the ways to get in touch with him on the podcast blog. You can reach him at medicalbillgurus.com. It's not my birthday, but I'm going to ask you for the same old ding-dang present that I ask for every single week. Would you head on over to wherever podcasts are available, look up Sick Biz Buzz, listen a little bit, then leave us a raving review, if that's what's on your heart. And in particular, if there's been any guest or topic that has moved you or helps you, please let people know. Reviews are the lifeblood of podcasters everywhere, and we need them to survive and continue to help spread our message at SickBiz, because that helps us help even more people. In case you didn't catch that, the theme of that was help. And in case you didn't catch that, that was my dog shaking himself off in the background. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.